it's a real delight, a real joy, a real privilege to be back with you here and with all of you today on this daily prayer meeting. And uh, so thankful for all of Stephen's work and uh, everything related to sermonaudio.com. I am Paul Scharf, a church ministries representative for the Friends of Israel Gospel Ministry, serving primarily in the Midwest and uh, have a page on Sermon Audio at uh, sermonaudio.com slash P-S-C-H-A-R-F, where I'd love to connect with any of you following our message today or at any time. It's, uh, it's a privilege to be with you today as we prepare and enter into, of course, Jesus' Passion Week, our remembrance of that this coming week. We have, of course, Palm Sunday um, for, for our Jewish friends around the world. Passover begins next Wednesday, April 5th, and uh, that, of course, ties in so incredibly, vitally with Jesus' passion. I believe Jesus ate the Passover with the disciples on uh, Thursday evening. Uh, some of you may have a little different view of some of that chronology, and we won't focus on those details too specifically today. But I believe Jesus was crucified on, on Friday, and we remember that certainly with Good Friday. And then, of course, the resurrection on Easter Sunday. And we want to prepare our hearts and minds to take full advantage of the opportunity to meditate on these things, to remember them to, of course, celebrate the gospel and the ultimate victory of Christ through his resurrection. But before we get to that point, I think it helps us to be prepared to think through some of the things as they occurred in order. And certainly this Sunday, many of us will be doing that in terms of remembering the events of Palm Sunday. Palm Sunday is mentioned in all four of the gospels it's it's the record is given to us by each of the gospel writers and of course the um, name of palm sunday comes to us from uh, verses such as matthew 21 verse 8 where a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road and others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road and so they the people took their coats, palm branches, and leaves and made sort of a red carpet for Jesus to ride into Jerusalem. He's coming from Jericho from the northeast, but ascending in height. And he's coming into Jerusalem, and he's offering himself, I believe, and I can't fully develop this theme here in this short time this morning, but he is offering himself as Messiah, as King, as Savior. And he's doing that in fulfillment of Zechariah 9.9 specifically, riding into Jerusalem on a colt. And uh, sometimes we call this his uh, entry in humility, but it's really an entry with royalty because he's presenting himself in line with imagery found in the Old Testament in 1 Kings chapter 1 and other places of how a king would ride into Jerusalem. I think he's drawing specifically on some very particular images and also in fulfillment of prophecy to show that he is uniquely offering himself 
as king, as messiah, as savior. And you remember that unlike some previous times in his ministry, this day he receives the praise of the people. In fact, when the leaders tell him to rebuke his disciples, he says, no, on this day, if these would refrain from praising me, the stones would cry out. And the people, at least some, and at least superficially, and I believe some more than that, truly, sincerely, proclaim him as Savior. We know that because of what they cry out. They cry out to him, Hosanna. And that comes from Psalm 118. Now, when you say the word Hosanna, which comes transliterated to us and it's become part of our vocabulary, but it's from the Hebrew, Hoshiana, save us now. You wouldn't say that unless you were believed you were crying to a savior, right? So, so at least, again, at least superficially, they're crying out praises to him. And I'm sure some, in true sincerity, although not enough, that, uh, you know, he he obviously went on and was crucified. And four days later, the overwhelming theme from the crowd would be crucify him, crucify him. But let's go back to Palm Sunday and focus there for the rest of this short time we have together. And hopefully I will just give you some thoughts this morning that you can meditate on and develop in your own mind and heart from God's word, searching the scriptures to see if these things are so here as we approach Palm Sunday. In Psalm 118, we have verses 22 through 26, some of the most often quoted passages from the Old Testament Hebrew Bible in our New Testament. Now, I'll, I'll let you track those down uh, because it's really quite amazing. And that's something probably everyone could do. But uh, you, if you have a good reference Bible or Bible encyclopedia or treasury of scripture knowledge or something like that, you'll find all of those. But notice what with me now, the content beginning in verse 22, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. And verse 24, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I believe that verse here in this section, which is so so clearly tied to Palm Sunday in the Gospels, I believe that verse has special significance for Palm Sunday. This is the day. And Jesus speaks that way in Luke 19. And again, we won't have time to fully develop this concept. But in Luke 19, in Luke's account, we know he presents us a unique section in his gospel, chapter 19, Luke verses 39 through 44, in which uh, he records something uh, not found in the other Gospels, in which Jesus says, uh, speaks to uh, the, the city of Jerusalem tearfully, saying, if you had known, even you especially, in this your day, and I believe this was a very unique day in history, and uh, I believe it's the day the psalmist is referencing prophetically, saying, this is the day the Lord has made. Jesus said of the people of that day, they did not know the time of their 
visitation, verse 44. Uh, there's so many, so many issues here related to Palm Sunday that we could uh, that we could develop. And let me throw one out to you here, just as food for thought as well. I mentioned Passover, and we know that uh, Passover. I believe Jesus ate Passover with his disciples transforming the Passover into the Lord's Supper on that Thursday evening, Nisan 14. Nisan 10 is the day, according to Exodus 12, that the lamb is selected for the Passover. What would be four days before Nisan 14 Thursday? It would be Nisan 10 on Sunday. Jesus is presenting himself as the Passover lamb, I believe. But notice as well, as we continue in Psalm 118, if you're still there or back there, and here are the verses that the people quote, and you could go through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and put together cumulatively the words that they sang and chanted as Jesus rode triumphantly into Jerusalem. Save now, that's that word, Hoshiana, save us now, I pray, O Lord. Oh, Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. And of course, verse 26. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of the Lord. Um, interesting, Luke in his gospel adds to that um, uh, a, a, another statement that they tacked on at the end as they, the crowd was chanting, be blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Isn't that amazing? It sounds very similar to the words of the angels at the birth of Christ in Luke. Uh, just another thought for you. But let's go back and zero in here on the remaining time with those specific words that we know the crowd sang out from the Gospels, from Psalm 118, 25 and 26. Hoshiana, save us now. I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The words in Hebrew for the start of that verse, Baruch Habo Bashem Adonai, kind of has a ring to it, doesn't it? You could almost sing that or make a little chant out of it, Baruch Habo Bashem Adonai. I'd like to show you something here as we close then that I wonder if you've ever considered before. If you look at the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, where we find the record of Palm Sunday in Matthew's Gospel, and yes, we find the crowd saying these very verses in verse 9, Hosanna to the Son of David, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hoshiana baruch habo b'shem Adonai. Have you ever noticed what happened later? As the multitude were, were praising Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee, verse 11. And then something very dramatic occurs. Perhaps that same day or the next day, uh, commentators differ on that timing of the of this element but jesus goes in and cleanses the temple and that's accounted for in verse 12 and 13 
notice verse 14, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Now here's what I want to point your attention to, verse 15. When the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, they have a plan to kill Jesus, but not during Passover, lest it cause a tremendous uproar in the city. You may remember that. Ironically, they're, ask, they're asking Jesus to quell his support here. In essence, they're saying, make it, make it easier for us in our, plan, in our plan to destroy you. Um, kind of an odd request, isn't it? But they, these chief priests and scribes see something going on here. Have you ever noticed this next line? When the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. That's what really made them indignant. It was the children of Palm Sunday, if I can call them that. Whether later on Palm Sunday or the next day, even if it's the next day, it's even almost more impressive, isn't it? They had seen what had happened that day and they were awestruck they thought this was the coolest thing they had ever seen and they made a little rhyme out of psalm 118 you can almost hear them singing it together making almost making a game out of it perhaps maybe they were singing and dancing and saying these words and remembering this amazing day that they witnessed here as young children and it made the chief priests and the scribes incredibly angry. This Jerusalem is like a powder keg now ready to be lit. And these children are, in essence, holding the match. But think of those children and the, song, the, the songs that they sang from Psalm 118 on Palm Sunday. It just strikes me as such an amazing scene in the midst of this chaotic, picture that's going to develop throughout the Passion Week uh, as ultimately Jesus is taken and crucified. Here we have these children of Palm Sunday singing praise to God, uh, even if not fully cognizant of all the amazing factors that are coming together as Jesus rides into Jerusalem. But they were, were absolutely taken with what they had seen, and they wanted it to continue. They wanted the praises of Jesus to continue on. And so they sing this song playfully, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I suppose that one uh, application of this is we ought to have the faith of little children this Passion season, this Palm Sunday. And uh, be like them in their zeal to bring praise to the Lord in spite of all outward factors. And I hope that this message, and I've given you a number of things, as I've said, that you can consider these things that we've talked about and develop them on your own. But I hope it's given you some food for thought as we move into Passion Week, as we remember again another. Palm Sunday. May you have a blessed 
week until then and a wonderful Lord's Day as we remember together and celebrate this Palm Sunday. God bless you.